College football is finally over. We'll talk about what would have happened if Florida State would have played. What would it have even mattered? We also have final rankings for you from the AP poll. And we'll give you a little hoops update and tell you why the teams in the triangle might just be the best. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download, subscribe to the pod from all of your favorite outlets, and make sure that you hit our community page where you can interact and subscribe with us at YouTube. We always love when you leave comments daily and talk to us about your favorite things. Now, let's get into it. College football is over. I cannot believe we are yet another season in the books here at Locked On ACC. Did not have ACC team play in the college football championship, but nonetheless, what a good ride it was for the ACC. We can start there, Kenton, if you will. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that this is a situation where, you know, at the end of the day, we're looking at this, we're looking at these teams and we're looking at um, how this season went for the ACC and to say that we had a team that should have been represented in the playoff, I think that says a ton. I honestly and truly think that says a ton about this season. And to have as many teams as we're going to have or that we had in the final rankings, that's a big deal as well. hundred percent. And, you know, I think that the game for what it was, was, you know, not as exciting. I don't know for you as a Michigan guy if you were excited about it. It was a good game, solid game. I think if Penix, if there were ever a time where Penix could have blown it, that was not the time. And it was just like, to me, a rough, rough night for the boys in purple and gold. I I want to know why everybody keeps saying it was such a bad game. What was so bad about that game as opposed to the previous year's championship games well, i'm not i'm not comparing it to previous years i'm just saying it wasn't a great game i think for all that we watch college football i think we've seen some definite dog fights and some classics and i don't think that was that it was a cool game but it wasn't nothing you know jumping right age i i don't know i just think it was your typical playoff game i, I think it was a you know pretty good national championship whatever the case may be but i do think was that it exciting it, are most national championships exciting some of them are. Yeah, but I mean, uh, by and large, have the national championship. Last year, we had TCU getting beat so bad. It was over after the first quarter. So this is better because it wasn't a dog walk? Yes. A competitive game is always better to me. To me, Was it competitive? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a one-possession game up until, what was it, like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter or so? I mean, I don't get me wrong. Michael Penix missed some receivers that, you know, normally he makes those passes, but also he had more pressure on him than normal. He was clearly dealing with some injury issues and all that. And I mean, I, I, I would like to acknowledge that uh, Michigan showed us that you can win without stellar quarterback play. Who would have known? Who would have thunk it, right? I mean, I thought you were going to say that Michigan showed us that you can win by cheating. And I just, you know, you know. I mean, there's plenty of better examples all around us of winning through cheating, and we're not going to go there today. But um, the reality is very simple. It's 
I, I don't think that this was as bad of a game as, as everybody's making it out to be, but I also do think that there should be a, a very real conversation had about why a good game has to look a certain way, not just to the fans' eyes, but also to the committee's eyes. Because the committee, while most of them, I'm glad that they revamped the committee so that now there are more former or current people who are involved with football than ever before. But I think that we need to have a conversation amongst fan bases, fans in general, as well as amongst the committee. Why is it that only one style of winning is good? Would it have been a good game if Penix had completed all those passes and and Washington runs away with it? Would that have made it a better game? I mean, to, to I don't me even think that if he made, I think it would have been a great game if he made the passes. I also think it's a great game because Michigan, you know, is running all over them. So I think two things can be I don't think you need a great quarterback to make a good game. I think you need just great offensive plays. But I love I love a good defense. So shout out to Michigan's defense rolling it down. I think that's just for me. If we're gonna do all it, the whole point of this now is pomp and circumstance. So like give me give me a show. And that, and that's my point exactly. That's my point exactly. It shouldn't be pomp and circumstance. It should be about substance. Okay. It's I, not. Let we me know tell you that. something. I just figured out. I just figured out literally today how to caramelize onions, right? Just figured it out earlier today when I was making my lunch. Okay. And my sister said, Well, why don't you just leave the onions plain because they look prettier? When they're just all white and they're not, you know, going to be wet and all that good stuff as, as they would be after you caramelize them. I said, the point of this is for it to taste good. I don't care how it looks. That, that ain't, you know, I'm, I'm putting them on top of this little veggie burger and all that, you know, and I'm, I'm doing my thing. The point of the game is for it to be the best teams and for us to figure out, okay, these teams have earned their way here. Who is the better of the two teams that have earned it? It's not you know, a uh, uh, 56 to 50 uh, competition. It's not a race uh, track meet on grass. It's who can win football, who can win this football game on this game, on this day. But I mean, argue, let's argue we're the two best teams even in the thing. So like, you know. Yes. Uh, what what argument can we make? What argument can be made other than, other than, other than Florida State not getting in? I don't think that there's any argument that there's, uh, that a best team didn't get in, and I'll I say think this: that Georgia should have been playing Michigan, and Michigan probably would not have even been a national championship. So, who do you leave out? Alabama. There's no uh, way Alabama should have been in that. Bad. I don't care how so, much stock you put in the SEC championship; you don't go from one to five. Like, I just insane to me. So after, so after Alabama beats Georgia, you bring in Alabama and Georgia. So now you got. Georgia. So now you got Michigan at number one, Alabama and Georgia at number two. And then who's your number four? I don't think you put Alabama in that thing. I don't think Alabama deserved to be there at all. So you put it, so you put in the team who, or I'm sorry. So you exclude the team that just beat one of the teams going in, despite the fact they had the same amount of losses. Yeah. Why? Because the other loss that they had was terrible. It was to Texas, who also was a one-loss team. But, I mean, it's the Big 12, and they suck. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. I wouldn't well, have put Alabama in. That's my opinion. I would have put Georgia in. They dog walk Florida State. Different Florida State team, of course, we know that. But I think Georgia would have been more competitive, a stronger-performing team when it was all said and done. I think Florida State should have been in that bad boy. I don't think Texas yeah, should have been Ge- in that bad boy. So that's just my opinion. Georgia had their opportunity to get in, and they blew it. They blew it. 
They how, had the opportunity. How, how do you? Okay, all right. There's no the winner here. of that We're game. We're here talking about rankings. We're here to talk rankings. Honestly, I don't even want to give love Georgia like that because I'm all for I, the ACC. So I, really I can hear the argument for Florida State because Florida State beat everybody that was in front of them. I'm not. I'm not mad at that argument. But okay. a team that lost, you you got to you got to explain that. You know, especially when they lost. But the ACC and the teams that they had ranked. Let's get into it. Maryland dog walked Auburn. Auburn almost beat Alabama. I just there's just so many I, there's so many scenarios we could play all day long. You know that's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Florida State finishes number six yeah. in the final AP rankings. Louisville mm-hmm. finishes number nineteen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Clemson finishes number twenty, and NC State finishes twenty one. Which you said to yourself, okay, NC State, considering they beat Clemson, that'd be my only one that I was like, eh, all right, maybe, but you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I and and also, if you want to include new ACC teams, we don't. Okay, never mind. You know, I, we're you talking know, about for, the current season. We okay we're, we're alignment right. can still change. Is it is it pen to paper? Yeah, is they put pen, pen to paper. paper. Yeah, they Are put pen sure? to paper. Yeah, they. That's why we don't have the current schedules for the new uh, year and all that yet. Sure because there's still going to be an ACC. All right. Well, listen, I'm gonna tell you this. <laughs> I don't know how much oil money them boys down in Dallas got. I don't know. Well, what I do know is that they got enough to break two different conference payouts in two years. I might need to move down to Dallas myself. Hey, t- don't mess with Texas, baby. That because they got some money, money. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. The reality is these, you know, the ACC finishing with four teams ranked, I, I think is is good. But I especially think it's good when you consider what was all in all a year where the ACC saw a lot of ups and downs, right? We saw a lot of teams that were supposed to be good, that didn't exactly pan out. We saw a lot of teams that we knew, hey, their coach is probably not going to be here at the end of the year, fulfill that prophecy in in uh, Syracuse and whatnot. We saw some teams that just, I mean, kind of came out of nowhere at times in terms of talking about Boston College and, and how we thought that Halfley looked dead in the water after that NIU loss. It looked like there is no way, there is no thought, there is no chance, there is no vision, no passion, no nothing. Brother, go on about your way. And somehow he, that team rose like a phoenix from the ashes to find their way to a bowl game. And in a year where, again, the ACC, all in all, ups, downs, all arounds, all this talk about realignment, all this talk about, oh, the ACC is terrible and, and beating the ACC doesn't mean anything. We still found a way to have as many teams as we did in bowl games. We still found a way to have as many teams as we did ranked. We still found a way to, to be a conference that, all in all, we fit with the Power Five. Better ranking. I think we beat all of our – damn near beat all of our SEC teams, did we not? Uh, we have a winning record against the SEC, yes. Okay. I just want to mm-hmm. make sure that we're clear. Um, and, again, we talk about this and, like, we joke, but in all seriousness, we're going to come up against a spring where it's going to be conversations around the ACC and realignment and FSU, and they're going to sue, and is ever someone else going to sue, and they were going to disavow and not be a thing. So there's a lot to be said about what's to come for our conference. Absolutely, and that's why I had um, Andre Silva on to to have that conversation. He's a friend of the pod. He's obviously a lawyer, so we asked him for his legal expertise. We asked him to take off his nose hat, put on his lawyer (laughs) hat for just a moment. How did he do that? Did he do it well? I think he did all right. I think that there were a few things that we, we you know, got into in depth and all that, a few things that we kind of glanced over. But I, I think all in all, we had a good conversation in terms of the lawsuit. 
No doubt about it. So interested to hear more about these points here and around the ACC. But first, I want to remind you guys that I know we come to, to sports to escape some crazy realities of life. But can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if something significant or one of my kids got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. That Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than it is today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. Kenton Gibbs and I talking through some final football rankings and transitioning to, you know, do you think that FSU would have made that game more exciting against Michigan or would they have faced Washington? Who knows at this point, but just final thoughts. This doesn't even have to be a long, long start or segment. Just wanted to get your. I, I think that again, I think that Michigan showed us that there are, there are a thousand ways to skin a cat and, and we need to stop falling in love with one way and saying, oh, it's not worth watching if it's not one way. Can I give a definitive statement as to whether or not Florida State would have given a better game? No, because at the end of the day, if ifs and buts were berries and nuts, squirrels would never starve, right? If if we could all talk, live in and talk in hypotheticals, the world would be a much different place, and I'd have long flowing hair like Samson before he met Delilah. But the reality is we live in the world that we live in, and so – can I say Florida State would have given a better game definitively? No. Can I say it's a chance that they would have? Absolutely. Can I say there's a chance that they would have um, won their first 12 game? Absolutely. But the at the end of the day, I need the fans and the committee to understand that a team that says, you know what, we're going to keep our quarterback out of this as much as possible. We're going to have a physical game. We're going to have a nasty game. It's going to be defense and running the ball. That's what's going to get it done. That's okay, too. That's a way to get this job done as well. Yeah, 100% agree there. I also think that overall, you know, it's really important to keep in mind that we, we can play scenario all day. But in the game, end of the day, that's why you played on the field. And I wish the committee would have given FSU that opportunity. But we really don't have these issues next year because there's going to be 12 of you bad boys. Yeah. So all this, you know, talk about the 14, we, we probably almost will no longer have that scenario anymore. So you yeah, can make your case for yours. Allegedly, what I'm hearing about the new format is all the power five, as well as a the highest ranking group of five all get in. So that's six automatic six at large, which I disagree with, because I believe that every t- every conference, including all the group of fives, they should have a shot. I'm not saying a guaranteed automatic. I'm saying that if their teams were in the RPI top 35 or so. Right. So if you're looking at maybe like a, a two lane and um, let's say. I don't know. Um, uh, help me out. Louisiana Lafayette are both 11 and one or undefeated or whatever the case may be. Right. If you get a Southern Miss and a, a App State that are both undefeated, I don't think that you should look at those teams and say, oh, so what did you all have average margin of victories by three touchdowns, four touchdowns or so? We don't care. 
only one of you gets to get in unless another of you is ranked inside the top 12, which is not likely to, to be the case. Uh, so, you know, that's that's just my personal opinion on this thing, that every group, every team or every conference, rather, should have the opportunity. And if your champion is outside the RPI top 35 to 40, it's like, OK, now your big is converted to an at large. But the formatting is what it is. And you're right. No ACC champion will miss again as long as the ACC exists as it does today. 100% agree there. All right. Let's talk some hoops. Right. We know that it, we are in the thick of basketball season and some of your favorites, if you are part of the triangle area or extended is doing quite well. Wake Forest, NC state in North Carolina and Duke are all having solid starts to their ACC play. In fact, Kenton has the exact record that these four teams are hitting us with. Well, it's easy to remember the exact record because each of these teams are exactly 11 and three overall, but in total, in conference, 11 and 1, with Duke having the only loss. Everybody else is 3 and 0, and uh, Duke is 2 and 1. But, you know, somebody, somebody, please go go find Jim Beheim. I know that that young man is on some type of watch right now because you know how he feels about basketball in North Carolina. Just, somebody just go make sure. Just go make sure that Jim is all right. Okay. I think Jim just doesn't like Greensboro. I don't think he has a problem with North Carolina basketball. I, I think I he just doesn't you. like tournaments in Greensboro. I hear you, but the way that that old man talks about Greensboro, that brother, you got to let that hate go. That hate in your heart, it needs he to. He must have just had bad service at one Shoney's, and he's just never forgiven them. At, at that age, you can't be having that much hate in your heart because you don't got that much heart still. I have not been to Shoney's. I have uh, not, you know. I'm, yeah, I'm not. That's a, why you didn't catch that. Okay. Not a big Greensboro guy. Not a big Greensboro Shoney's, guy. Shoney's is universal, first of all. Let's start there. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I believe it's you. like Denny's, but better. Oh, that's not saying much. I mean, I've never been to it's a like Denny's where the tables weren't sticky, but better. All right now, all right now. Let's <laughs> let's not get too crazy. I've never been to Shoney's, but you're giving it some high praise now. You're giving Show, it some high praise. Shoney's is like your. It's like a up, to me. It's an upscale Waffle House, and I don't like Waffle House. So, hmm, mm, interesting, interesting. But you know, I'm just saying, you know, and. and and honestly, I think that this is I think that this is kind of a moment where, you know, in all seriousness, the ACC should kind of relish this and and look at like, oh, wow, do we have all four of these North Carolina teams good at once? Not just because of the schools that we matriculated from, but very seriously, you're looking at a situation where because of all four teams in North Carolina, the rivalries that are naturally there and exist get elevated a notch, right? Like, we know the Battle of the Blues is the Battle of the Blues, but imagine what you get when you throw Wake Forest in there as well, and they're performing extremely well without Monsanto. Imagine what you get when you look at that team and, and you know, Coach Forbes is always going to give you a soundbite, baby. He always going to give you a soundbite. I remember him talking about, what are they, proctologists, bracketologists, whatever they are, still a long way to march. I said, boy, you love to get them folks in hell, but that's <laughs> That is very seriously, you look at him and his team being another team that can add in and give this thing some spice, give this thing some flavor conference-wide. And, of course, Coach Keats at NC State, that's another situation where, you know, everybody loves DJ Burns and his personality and all that, but that team isn't just DJ Burns. They're a very deep team. Same with North Carolina. They're not just R.J. Davis. They're not just Armando Baycott. This is, that's a collection of young men that play the game together. They play the game the right way, and that's why they've had the success that they've had. And it's not just because R.J. Davis is the leading scorer in the ACC. So, 
you know, and of course, Duke, not just Filipowski, not just Roach. That is also another team where you get a team effort. I think that if we talk about the most fraud, if we were to look at this group and evaluate who's the most fraudulent, Duke would definitely be up there. I'm just going to sit there and say, can you win somewhere other than home or neutral? See, y'all see what happens? Candace, love to talk to y'all about when I break the mold, when when we talk about (laughs) pre-production and when we we talk about it. Now, we said we was going to say good things about these teams. And here come come Candace, fraudulent, frauds, boy, I tell you. They can't win anywhere but home. And I, they can barely I win was on, about they to can't say, win on the road. I was about to say it is a problem that they can't win away from Canada. I was gonna agree with you there. That that is a problem. That is definitely a problem. However, that is a team that I mean it Cameron is one of the biggest home court advantages in all of sport, not just in the ACC nor NCAA. Cameron is a, a massive advantage in terms of how packed that place is, in terms of how loud it gets, how rowdy it gets, all that good stuff. So you know, I mean, hey, figure it out on the road. Figure That's it out. I, I would argue that you start looking at coaching. And, like, as hard as we've been on Hubert Davis and the rest of the ACC bunch, you start to say to yourself, all right, can you coach them up to where they can get wins on the road? If not, then that seems to be a developmental thing and not necessarily, you know, every, it's easy to win at home. So let me just get this straight. All right. Are you asking the tough questions about Shire? I'm I'm saying, what what are we really doing here? Like, I think we need to start – Cocking her head a little bit at uh, old Johnny boy. That's all I'm saying. Is that the Carolina in you speaking, or are we actually no. asking what's the question about Shire? If it's a second, if it's another consistent year in a row where it's really good at home, but you struggle on the road, I'm looking at you cockeyed because is that a coaching development thing? What are, what are you not bringing out of your players to get them to be able to maybe be self starters or whatever it is? You heard it here first, folks. Candace Cooper is concerned about John John. You heard it here first. You're so dramatic. (laughs) So dramatic. All right. Before we get into final wrap-up of today, we want to make sure you guys know that the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays, find bets in new explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. Visit FanDuel.com and make your first bet a layup. And FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. I could use a parlay right now as my pantry is very bare, but we'll make it work and shake. We will have a recap for you of the Duke-Pitt game. Speaking of Duke and Coach Shire and trying to figure out what's next, Notre Dame and Georgia Tech will face off again, so we'll have that conversation. And then coming up, we'll have full conversations around basketball as we have to give you thoughts on Notre Dame getting upset by North Carolina, Virginia Tech, upsetting NC State on the women's side of things, and then NC State and North Carolina facing off on Wednesday. We'll give you a little preview action of what that could be. Absolutely. There's a an exciting slate of games coming up for the ACC here on the men's side and the women's side. We're getting into the thick of conference play, which means we're going to see some amazing high-level, intense basketball. We're going to see rivalries. We're going to see, you know, as Candace loves to say, the pop and circumstances coming out, baby. All of it is going to be on display because I'm telling you, when teams don't like each other, basketball arenas that are known to be real empty get real full all of a sudden. So I think it's, it'll be some high-level basketball and a great time to see. 
A thousand percent. Make sure you guys stay locked in with us as we give you the in case you missed it from our basketball landscape. Right now, this one, you know, short and sweet, but to the point. And any final thoughts from Kenton? Uh, no final thoughts. Again, I, I well, I would say one last final thought. Again, committee, people can win in different ways. Fans, people can win in different ways. It's not a bad game because you watch more power than you did for Verts. Okay. Maybe you should uh, put up a community question and ask people. Did they actually enjoy this game or was it competitive or whatever you find for the community page? Let's get a poll going. Well, we'll ask, did you enjoy the, the national championship game? Which we know because we have certain fan bases that are upset that they didn't get in. It's gonna everybody's gonna say no, but we'll ask it anyway. Well, we'll you, did it. you enjoy it? And if not, why not? And not because you take the fandom out, like just X's and O's committee type. If you were on the committee, like why would you find that enjoyable or not enjoyable? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Let's do it. There it is. For Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we will see you guys back here tomorrow. Until next time.